there is no greater love. I can remember the day when the church overflowed on Easter Sunday. I would hope that all virtual outlets will bust up <laughs> on Easter Sunday as we have seen the people not enter the building like we did before. But everywhere we go, in this day of all kinds of trouble and traumas, rumors of wars, wars, God speaking through the weather. This is the day for all of us to be serious about the God we serve. This is a day for all of us to want to be in the house of the Lord. I'm so moved today by, by the young and the elders as I'm one. But to you young people out there, there's a testimony in this house today. A young woman who's been seriously ill in the hospital had a request for today, Easter Sunday. Oh, she's not fully released, but her greatest wish was to be in the house. of the Lord. So glad you're here, Harmony. I love you so much. If you love him, you got to show him. If you love him, you got to show him. Come with us on this Easter morning, on this Easter day. So much tragedy in America, and yet we are here on this Easter Sunday. Come with us now to the Gospel of Mark. Chapter 16, Mark, chapter 16, verse 9. Mark, chapter 16, verse 9. And won't you stand this morning on this beautiful Easter day and listen now for the word of the Lord. 
Now after, now after he rose, early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Won't you pray with and for me now? Lord, as I stand before you today, I stand praying for all those who have experienced trauma, who have experienced death. I lift up our own Mother Neil, who has, of this day, outlived five of her children. I pray for the church of Jesus Christ. I pray for the church of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I stand asking that you would Allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Let the church say amen. Smile this morning, smile. Say with me, um, now after. Now after. Now after. You know, beloved, I just, I just love the way the Bible uses words and phrases. They seem to follow the realities of life so adequately. Look at, look at the first two words used in our lesson today. Now after. Now after. So we need to hear those two important words as they... They work together now to remind us of what real living and Christian living is about. Beloved, we live in a world where people want everything when? Now. 
now. Nobody wants to work hard for anything anymore. We want it now. Our children don't want to wait for anything. They want it now. We can't cook a full meal anymore because we don't have the time or the energy. We want it now. So we thank God for the drive-thrus and McDonald's. We cannot sit down to a sewing machine to make our clothes because we want that dress now. We don't wait to have sex after marriage anymore. Oh, no, we want it now. Uh, we live in an instant, now, false reality. And you need to hear me today, my beloved. Listen, anything worth having comes after the now. Oh, so we need to learn to live again in the now after. Miracles come. Now after. Rewards come. Now after. Paychecks come. Now after. Here it is working in our scripture. Now after. And the question for us today is now after what? Well, now after Jesus now, after Jesus accepted the assignment to come to earth and be the sacrifice God needed in exchange for our sins. Now, after Jesus had lived and walked the dusty hills of the Holy Land, healing and preaching and teaching and performing all kinds of miracles after miracle. Now, after Jesus had been betrayed and denied... Oh, now after Jesus carried a heavy cross, took a beating, was talked about, laughed at, nailed to a cross. Now, now after Jesus had done all of that suffering, something happened. But it happened now after. What was it that happened now after? All the things that Jesus had been through for us. Jesus rose from the dead. I'm talking about Jesus. He got up and rose from the dead. Glory to God. Oh, let me help you. Let me help you. You know, you can really understand now. After if you were rushed or if you were raised or if you know about living in an African-American house. I don't know how other people live from day to day, but I do know how most African-Americans live from day to day when we children and as we, we grow up now, now uh, we, could hurt, we heard it all the time. Now, after you do the dishes, you can go to bed. Now, after you get your lesson. You can watch television. Now, now, after you get old enough, you can go out on a date. Oh, yeah, we heard it. Now, after you apologize to me, you can leave the room. Now, after you go to work, you can buy whatever you want to buy. But now, this is my money. And even when we get grown, it's still now after. 
Now, after you finish school, you can get a job. Now, after you get married, you can file joint income tax. Now, after you get a medical degree, you can be called a doctor. Now, after you pay me back, you, you know, we can be friends again. <laughs> uh, now, 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 after you start treating me like a lady, I'll stop acting so crazy. Now, after you get grown, you can do what you want to do. But if you live in this house, you'll do what I say. Child of God. Child of God, miracles only come after you've done something. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus. You have to do something first. You can only live in the comfortable now when you've proven that you are ready for something to happen in your life. Jesus rose after he had bled, suffered, and died. That was, that, that was now after. Do you know the feeling when you've been down and out and then you get up? You know the feeling when all hell breaks loose in your life and you've fallen apart? Then you get up. Or when you have cried your last tear and, and then you stop. When you thought that you were going to die and you got well, that's what happened to Jesus. Now, after he had gone through something. Now, after. Now, after he rose from the dead. Jesus did not just get up. Jesus was dead. And, and, and then he woke up from the dead. Now that's a miracle. You know, how do we even know if we realize what a miracle he is today? Do you know that everybody in this sanctuary and everybody watching you are the result of a miracle. You see, because without death and without trouble, there would not have been a miracle. You want a miracle in your life? Then you need to die to something. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. And the Bible says, not only did he rise, he rose early, early on the first day of the week. That's what I like about God. He can come whenever he wants to. He doesn't have to check with anybody. He doesn't have to get anybody's permission. When your reward comes for following through, something Staying focused, hanging in there, not letting go, going on anyhow. God will raise you from your trouble and he'll do it early in the morning. Oh, somebody needs to say amen. He, can, he comes just at the break of dawn. He comes just in the twinkling of an eye. He comes while you're still sleeping. He's the one who wakes you up, boo. He, he comes before you ever had time to brush your teeth or wash your face, press your pants, comb your hair. The Lord will come early, early in the morning. 
Now I tell you something, his miracles are new every morning because his mercies are also miracles. They come new every morning. They not come saved from yesterday. They not no leftovers. He just throws the ones that were leftovers away and he starts all over every morning. It's going to be by and by when the morning comes. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes early in the morning. You better hear me good on this Easter morning. I decree and I declare that God has a miracle for you and you and you and you today. He comes early. He comes early. A miracle is going to be early in the morning. It's going to be early before the traffic gets heavy early, before the kids get up early, while you still hear the birds singing early, before good morning America early. He comes early in the morning. I'm talking about now, after. Now, now check this out. Check, check this out. You, you would think that as the miracle of Jesus' coming back to life after he was dead and buried for, for three days and after he rose early on the first day of the week that he would have wanted to see all those disciples, all the people who go to church, and all, the, all the disciples, all the folks who hung around him. You, you would think that 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 he would have wanted to see all those disciples, you know, ran with him across the countryside. He would want to see all those women who followed him and took care of him. You think that Jesus would, would want to appear first to his disciples, right? Right, first to his disciples. Oh, oh. But here we see that Jesus appeared first to a woman named Mary Magdalene. Many, many times in our churches, women are not lifted up who were in the Bible. Oh, but if you know Jesus, he never left women I used to tell some of the preachers, if you want to be like Jesus, you got to let me in. Mary Magdalene. Why didn't the Bible let it rest there? Just Why didn't the Bible just say, ah, and he first appeared to Mary Magdalene? That, that, that would have been enough said. We don't need to get into Mary's Kool-Aid this morning. We don't need the 411 on Mary this morning. We don't need it. However, can you say however? The word of God will get into our very business. It'll tell it all. It'll tell all our stuff. The Bible says he first appeared to Mary Magdalene 
from whom he had cast out seven demons. Look at your neighbor say, TMI. Listen, listen. Jesus wants to appear first to people this morning and every day who he has done something for and they know it. See, Jesus is always doing for us, but we don't always give God the credit. We don't tell people what God has done for us. We might tell them what our mama did, what our auntie did, what our friends did. But what about what God does for you every minute, second of the day? Do you ever give glory to his name? Oh, he wants to appear to those of us who remember what he's done for us. Those of us who remember where he's brought us from and what he's brought us through. If he has worked some miracles in your life, say glory. Oh, glory. Glory. Hallelujah. It was God all the time. He wants you and me to be the first ones to know that he overcame death and he defeated the devil when he rose from the dead. He's appearing to those who have experienced his miracle working power because we can understand a miracle. Oh yeah. I can't tell your story. We all have stories to tell. But I'll say it loud and clear. I know about miracles. Yes, Easter is for everybody. But first, Jesus wants to appear to all the Mary Magdalene's. He'll get to the rest of the folk later. Hear me now, hear me. A Mary Magdalene is anybody who was sinking deep in sin far from the peaceful shore. You know, it's amazing how what somebody else did is sin and what we do is just what we do <laughs> somebody very deeply stained within sinking to rise no more and so we compare our sin to somebody else's sin but we ought to be comparing our ways to a holy God <sighs> somebody who can say but the master of the sea, he heard my despairing crying from the waters. He lifted me now safe. Am I? If Jesus cast out your demons, then you are first on his list to the good news of Jesus Christ. Oh, somebody in here had a demon of arrogance and Jesus cast it out. Somebody in here had a demon of alcohol and drugs and Jesus cast it out. Somebody in here had a demon of anger and Jesus was the one who cast it out. The demons of lust, they gone. The demons of greed are gone. The demons of jealousy, gone. The demons of self-hate, gone. Demons of insecurity, gone. Demons of selfishness, gone in Jesus name if you are a Christian who is active in your Christian faith something 
You've been delivered from something. All the time, not some of the time. The worst thing somebody can say about a Christian who's been in a church a long time is to think to themselves, they ain't changed at all. Still the same. Beloved, and that's why some people get so happy in church. I'm going to tell you why some people get so happy in church. <laughs> they don't have to hear the preacher preach. They don't have to hear the choir sing. Because they're happy when they walk in God's house. <laughs> oh, glory to God. <laughs> because Jesus passed their demons out. They're happy when they walk in God's house. We used to walk in God's house and come to the altar and pray. Just say, thank you, God, for bringing me a long way. Thank you, God, for bringing me through this week. Thank you, God, that I made it here today without having a wreck. Thank you, God. But the trouble is, I don't see nobody coming to the altar when they come into church. I see people more glad to see each other than they ought to come in to praise the Lord. Somebody needs to help me up in here. Y'all should have called each other this week when you come in church. Should have visited each other some. When you come in church, you need to come in church with Jesus on your mind. And when Jesus is on your mind and in your heart, there's a joy in his presence. Oh, there's a joy in his presence. Oh, Lord. Ah. Now, those of you, some of you are still carrying your seven demons. You don't have a thing to shout about. My God, my God. You don't have a thing to shout about. That's what you think. <laughs> because if the truth be told to your soul, we all have something to shout about. Ah, oh, you can be as cute as you want to, educated as you want to, looking good as you want to, got as much money as you can have, live in a big fine house, drive a big fine car, but I'm going to tell you something. Nothing that you have materially impresses God. That's what he's saying with the tornadoes. That's what he's saying with the floods. The things you worship don't impress me, God says. I can destroy all of your stuff. But what impresses me is your praise. What impresses me is your faith. What impresses me is your love. What impresses me is your ability to jump and shout, shed some tears and say, thank you, Lord, for where you brought me from. Mm. 
Jesus has taken your life and cleaned it up. Now after. Jesus has taken your life and brought you out. Now after. Now after Jesus took your life and he healed it. Now after taking your life and renewed it, taking your life, made it over. It's only then that you can really see him anyway. People think sitting in a church for so many years makes them a Christian. But as a pastor of many years, let me just say you, sitting in church, just sitting, just sitting in church, just sitting in church, <laughs> sitting there, just sitting there. Don't know if you did or alive, but just sitting there, just sitting, sitting in church. Sitting in church doesn't make you a Christian any more than sitting in McDonald's makes you a Big Mac. You got to do something. Now after. Now after makes you a Christian. Now after. Hallelujah. It's only then that you can really see him anyway. Now, after he works miracles in your life, Jesus is real to you. Now, after. He's real. Real. Jesus is real to me. Oh. Mary Magdalene says, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that I know that I know that I know. I know that he is living, whatever people say. Because I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's, he's always near. Oh, he lives. <laughs> oh, he's real. Oh, he lives, he lives. Jesus lives today because he walks with me and he, and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there. None of us has ever known. The Bible says God loves those who worship him in spirit. Oh, God. Oh, God. In spirit. Not in mind and body, but, but in spirit. <sighs> he talks with me along life's narrow way. You ask me how I, I know he lives? He lives. Beloved child of God today. Now after some of you have had a birthday. Now after some of you have cooked your Easter dinner. Now as that some of you have come to church and been refreshed and renewed by the spirit of almighty God. We can say today with the songwriter we can say. Now after, 
God sent his son after all my sinning, all my playing around. All of my stubbornness. All of my closed ears. All of my not learning. All of my not changing. After all the sins I committed, I didn't, I didn't pray enough. I didn't spend enough time with God enough. I didn't lift him up enough. After all of that, God sent his son And they called him Jesus. The Bible says when, when Jesus came to, to Jerusalem before going to the cross, he looked at the city like I imagine. He looks at America today. And what did he do? He wept. He cried over the city of Jerusalem because it was so filled with sin and in spite of all of that he came to love he came to heal he came to forgive and then he he lived and he died for what to buy my pardon your pardon. An empty grave is, is that approved? My Savior. He lives. In the midst of all of the things going on in the world today. Oh my God, my God. I don't know if you look at the news, but as a pastor, I have to look at the news. I have to really see what the devil is doing before I can pray, before I can fight. I have to know when people are just traumatized every day so I know how to pray. I don't have the luxury of not looking at the news, even if it's fake news. And you know why? I can look at it, you know why? I can pray, you know why? I can keep on going, do you know why? I have hope. It is because he lives. Hope I don't insult you or hurt your feelings, but it's not about you. It's because he lives. He lives. I can face tomorrow because he lives. Oh, my fears. Oh, my fears are gone. Because I know. I know. I know. Who holds the future? And life is worth the living. Why? Just because Jesus. I said, Jesus. <laughs> Let me see.
Hallelujah, glory to God. The worst thing to do today is not be affiliated with a church. The worst thing to do today is not go to church. The worst thing to do today is not to worship God. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. Ready. Oh, just to behold his face. Ooh. You got to be ready. The best is yet to come. And the best is not on this earth. The best is to know God and to have given your life to him so that you spend eternity in paradise. Be ready. Because it's only going to come now after 
you've joined the church. Now, now after you've been faithful, now after you love God, now after you show him in every way of your life that you love him, now after you'll be with him in paradise. In paradise. And don't think God is playing. He's serious. Now after you'll be with me. That's what he says. Give the Lord a hand praise. What's coming is greater than anything that you've been a part of now. What's coming? The best is yet to come because he lives. young person who's saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Than to live a long life and not be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We invite you to give as your spirit says to give. And we invite you to go in peace, to stay safe, stay blessed, For the Lord who was on my side. I don't know where I'd be. And say, so on this Easter day, remember Jesus. Remember how Jesus suffered. hand of the Father. He lives. Praying on our behalf as our greatest intercessor. He lives. And because he lives, we live 
just pray, Lord, as we leave this sanctuary. As we participate in your worship virtually. As we have taken the time to focus solely on you. Let the church sing.